What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Jessie May. Sharp Tongue Podcast, coming to you live. Well, not live. See, I still don't understand how podcasts work. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Shout out to Hakuna Supply, our amazing stash jar, stash box, rolling tray, and grinder suppliers. If you go to, not that kind of grinder, guys. If you go to hakunasupply.com forward slash Jessie May, you guys can get some pretty cool Jessie May merch. Use code Jessie May CBD. For 15% off your entire purchase. Carlin's here in my face. I just got my dogs back after being gone, doing shows in Rhode Island. Thank you for everybody who came out to the shows. We had a couple nice full packed houses for 420. We celebrated 420 in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island at the Comedy Connection. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. A couple weird fellas that came out after the show and got up, got up in our on our rotation. We We were just puffing weed out in the street, you know, and I say weird, maybe because I'm a woman and I just assume all men are a little weird in certain scenarios because we're on the defense. A lot of the times we're on the defense, you know, being a woman out in these streets, you got to survive. And sometimes the key to survival is being a little defensive. (laughs) I probably just solved all the issues you have with your mother. You're like, oh, that's what it is. That's why she's so defensive. But yeah, these homies got in on the 420 rotations and I didn't know who they were. So shout out to those guys and they commented on one of my friend's boobs. They're like, oh, you got great tits. 2019, huh? What are you going to do? Hey, well, you know, ladies, if you have your boobs out, you have to expect to get a little commentary, right? That's, that's, those are the new rules. Those are the new rules of our generation. So just buck up and, and make your, tick, your tit skin a little bit thicker. <laughs> I did have a blast. Um, show's coming up. To see me live, I'm going to be in Chicopee, Massachusetts at the Loft Comedy Club, May 2nd and 3rd. I'm also going to be at, uh, in, in Hartford, Connecticut, May 3rd. Uh, May 4th, I'm going to be in Saratoga, New York. And I have another show up on, I think maybe in Massachusetts, Western Mass on May 5th. Those dates are available on jessiemade.com. Check those out. I'm going to be in Miami the end of May for Memorial Day weekend. Those tickets are going to be live soon. I'm going to be at the Albany Funny Bone June 7th, 8th, and 9th. I'm going to be babysitting my nieces and nephew in Vegas the following weekend. (laughs) I can't believe my sister is leaving her children in my care. Utah. Utah. I'll be at Wise Guys, Utah, July 25th, 26th, 27th. August, I'm coming to Omaha, 8th, 9th, 10th. Omaha, Nebraska. I also will be in, let's see, Scranton. A couple colleges in Scranton. I'm going to be playing at, um, let's see, where else am I going to be? The comic strip in uh, West, uh, not West Edmonton, sorry, Minnesota, Mall of America in October. Dates are up and available on Jesse at jessiemay.com, so please check that out. And as you guys know, well, if you don't know, coming to see me live, if you buy purchase tickets, if you buy any merch, a portion of what I sell will be going towards the Alzheimer's Association of America. I also am going to be partnering with Hilarity for Charity this year, doing some fun promotional and advocacy for the Alzheimer's disease. Hilarity for Charity is Seth Rogan and his wife, Laura Rogan's charity, where they help people diagnosed with the disease as well as the family members surrounding that person. It is a very expensive disease. And the number seven killer and causes of death in America. 
So that's a that's pretty high up on the rankings. So uh, I'm I'm here to bring a little bit of awareness and humor to a brutal situation that took my father in October. But you know what? You got to keep pushing through. You got to keep you got to keep going, folks. Keep your head up. Keep keep thriving and surviving. Speaking of thriving and surviving, let's welcome this week's guest, comedian and Marine Corps vet of Vet TV, Mr. Donnie O'Malley. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jessie May. You're at the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Aren't you so freaking lucky? I'm excited. We have a very interesting, fun, and inebriated guest this morning. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but before we get into that, I'm still high. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Hakuna Supply, who provide me with these amazing, amazing stash box jars, grinders, and rolling trays. If you guys need a little bit of accessories for your marijuana likeness you can go to hakunasupply.com forward slash jesse may and you can find a cool stash box which comes with a tree what not like a grown tree but seeds so that you can grow a tree so while you're smoking them you can watch one grow oh the circle of life also if you donate anything actually if you purchase anything from me um merch merchandise wise or tickets to come see me live a portion will go back to the alzheimer's association and hakuna supply donates a portion of their sales to World Wildlife Foundation and a foundation to help homeless veterans in Southern California. So by purchasing something from me and Hakuna, you're giving back to almost everybody in the fucking world. Hi, Johnny O'Malley. Hey. <laughs> What's going on? I support everything you said except supporting the homeless veterans. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only ones. I'm like, don't waste your time. That around. That is the one thing I feel like as you have a vet TV shirt on that you may be excited about. Was that was that a lie or are you being sarcastic? Um, I, it, was, it was a half truth. It was half truth? I Why? I do a lot of those. Why um, do you say you don't support them? Um, <laughs> because <laughs> there's just a lot of lazy fucks. There are a lot of lazy fucks. In the community and I, I just... Tell me about I that. I just love calling it out. What ha- So... Are they lazy going into the military and then afterwards they use it as a crutch or is it something that evolves in the process of getting out of the military? What do you think? Um, I, I, it's probably both. It's probably, a, I don't know, a mindset they had before they joined. But then the military is actually a very comfortable lifestyle uh, as long as you don't mind the, you know, moving every three years and deploying and stuff because you have a guaranteed paycheck. Right. You have all your medical care. Right. You have a community that supports you. It's like really tight knit. And then you get out and you don't have that. Some people adapt and then and become stronger and others just stay lazy as fuck. And what what minimum. branch were you? Uh, Marine Corps. Marine Corps. What was your job? Yeah. Um, infantry officer. So like I would imagine you were 
in combat <laughs> as, yeah. as an officer. <laughs> what? Well, she said that she was like, you were in combat. Well, because, you know, it's it. We're going to freak out on you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. How long were you, were you in for? Uh, just under six years. You're young. I know. You, so are you done? Oh, I know. <laughs> are I feel you done? very fresh. You're done. I'm done. You're out of the military. Is that oh, my yeah. phone? That's yeah. hilarious. I was like, everyone shut off their phones. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Everyone, please, we need quiet on the set. <laughs> How? So you've been, you were out, you've been out for six years? Uh, no, no, no. I w- I've been out since uh, the very end of 2014. And what was that transition like for you? Um, was it easy? It was actually very easy for me. I've had a very fortunate experience. I mean, I'm like the luckiest person I know. Why do you say that? Uh, because uh, my transition out of the military was in Wounded Warrior Battalion because I'm just, I'm just like a thin glass. I break very easily and I broke many times and I was medically separated. And You're like, you're like Sam Jackson from yes, Unbreakable. Yes, get that a lot. Yeah. Not kidding. Sh- shins, very sensitive shins. Shin, ankles mostly, ankles and shoulders. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I love that you have everything that's sensitive just completely exposed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm all about exposing myself <laughs> to the world. Have you met Louis C.K.? <laughs> no. <laughs> so you, you break easily. Uh, yeah. Is it a condition or is it just sensitivity? No, it's just pure weakness. I'm just a very <laughs> you sensitive look person. Weak. I know, it's Are a facade. Are you busting my balls? No, it's a facade. Really? Yeah. What's this from? Uh, that looks pretty gnarly. It's you know locations. That's really strange. My uh, a neighbor who lived behind me grew up actually grew up uh, in the yard behind mine. This older gentleman was a military vet, and he had almost an identical shoulder scar. Yeah. To you, except he had a, a portion of his shoulder was gone. Oh. Yeah. Well, his his uh, <laughs> injury was probably way more badass than mine. <laughs> Is a because I hurt I hurt from... I hurt myself doing overhead dumbbell presses. <laughs> And this guy got his fucking shoulder blown off. Shut up and numb. <laughs> You're like, I couldn't handle a squat. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm tell me. Snatching with, with a PVC pipe. And, uh, well, I'll make us match. Uh, I wore this for you, by the way. How? Oh, my God. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't have a bra on. That's for all of you Was that for me, too? There. No, that's for the, just for the world. <laughs> that's for my mom to go, Jesus Christ, put on a bra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How soon after getting out did you start Vet TV? Like, what made you start that? Um. <clears throat> okay. Uh, How much let time me tell you have? my story. Well, like, what was the? Why did you start it? I mean, it's one of the only types of entertainment out there that is like that that I've seen, and it's yeah. it's it's well done. Thank you. It is entertaining. Much gracias. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. I'm going to go and it's going to be this weird video that I'm going to be like, hey, great job. Yeah, this is awkward. But it was really, it's fun and, and you put production value to it. Yeah. Yeah, you, like, you, you can tell that there's some, there's some uh, funds behind it. it yes, the funds and talented people. And, yeah. And the, we are filmmakers first, ah. all of us who started the company, like, we don't want to do anything else with our lives right. other than to make film and television. That is our, our passion and our love. So we try, you know, we study the greats and we try to do it as best as we can within the very small amounts of money that we have yeah. for, for our stuff. And then we're also very fortunate to all be comedians. And so we just took our comedic abilities and then focused them into good screenwriting, right. focused on this target audience 
and we're able to make really good shit that the audience appreciates. Right, and you can you don't have to necessarily be in the military to enjoy it. Although it is very no. military centric, totally. obviously. Yeah. But it's uh it, it definitely crosses that that boundary, I think. Uh that's an awesome thing. Thank you. We're and glad does this, for that. Is this help you out? This almond Palmer spiked. They they aren't sponsoring us, but this looks really delicious. Yeah. I actually had a spiked Arnold. All it's a tough word to say. Spiked Arnold Palmer. Palmer. <laughs> I've had a few already. Arnold Palmer's the other day at brunch. Yeah. And the waitress looked at me like I created something. I'm like, you just obviously don't day drink. Yeah. This is a day drink. <laughs> that's a total day it drink. Is, it is. It is. No one's. You know. That's like. Yeah. I'm just drinking it out of a glass, and there's no alcohol in it. I love you. Got like a fucking double. Uh, by the way, everybody. Double talk. It's like 7 a.m. <laughs> I tried to defend my people and explain earlier when we were not rolling that um, we never, we rarely party and we definitely never party at this hour. And we're like, why not? If I'm going to have, because we work so much, it's, it's obnoxious. So it's, I, can, I can relate. And uh, <laughs> this is my kryptonite, by the way, alcohol. Oh. I never drink, but it's like, if we're going to do her podcast at this early in the morning, <laughs> We're going to have to just fuck our brains up. I appreciate you switching because I had to do Rogan yesterday. Uh, which yes. is, you know, I had to switch three three or four podcasts yesterday to make it work. But obviously, yeah. when Rogan calls, <laughs> Rogan you make calls, it work. You go running. <laughs> you make it work because right now, no pressure on my Instagram page. I was uh, just signing in. There's like 750,000 people who are currently judging everything on my page right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and Rogan's like, don't read comments. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you mean as a comedian, don't care what people think? Okay. <laughs> That's easy when you're Joe Rogan and you shoot elk for snacks. <laughs> From your fucking balcony with a bow and arrow that was handcrafted by some shaman in like a Cherokee tribe. Give me a fucking break. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to care what your fans think. Ah, I'm going to get eaten alive. I look like something Rogan shoots for lunch. <laughs> I'm very like deer in the legs. Like from the shins down, it's yep. definitely a woodland creature. I don't even know if he eats lunch. He probably <laughs> just sniffs a burger. He just inhales it and then goes and does a thousand squats. Yeah, gets his CrossFit in. <laughs> does a little jits. Then he eats his bison. <laughs> he's totally, he's, totally, he's every guy's guy. He really, is he your man crush? Oh, uh, he's wonderful. I saw someone, someone in your team posted something that was like, hey, Rogan, we're going to come. I don't know if it was from your team or a fan of yours. It was like, we're going to come on the show, Rogan. That's probably one of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't remember what the name was, but I saw someone that tagged you. I'm like, all right, I like that. I like that. You know, you got to go out there and just put it out there. No, what we're going to do is we're going to roll deep to one of his shows yeah. in probably in, in LA and we're all going to wear the Vet TV shirts. Yeah. And it's going to it's going to manifest itself into meeting him that You know, night. that happens like happen. that sometimes. If yeah. you smoke enough weed, everything you want to happen will happen and it's all the, the shit you don't want to happen. Yeah, you guys are on edibles, right? Preach. <laughs> no. You're not? No, it's just straight flour, homie. Is oh okay, flour. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't fuck with edibles too much. Yeah, I I'm I know how this flour hits me. Yeah. And I, it's like I, I get exactly what I want out of my high. What is the strain? Do you know? Animal cookies. Animal cookies. Oh, animal cookies is delicious. One one of the other Vet TV guys grows it. Really? Yeah. And Callie? Yeah. 
Where, like, do you, you're living in, where are you living right now? Uh, San Diego. Oh, this, there's a lot of, like, vets and current military there. There's, like, a base there, isn't there? Oh, yeah. What, what, what branch is down there? There's a bunch of them. There's Marines and Navy. Okay, that's right. Because I remember driving down, you see all of, like, you know, yeah. men jogging in their outfits. And I'm like, oh, I'm ovulating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go drive through Coronado when you're ovulating. Yeah, good luck. My fallopian tubes are just like... Psh, 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 psh. <laughs> it's like I'm doing <laughs> some military training for my reproductive system. Yeah. Do you have any kids? You're not leaving Coronado <laughs> not being pregnant. Um, <laughs> that should be the slogan of that area. It, oh, my God. You're going to leave pregnant. We have to pregnant. do a of that. You do. We have to. That's funny. You're welcome. Thank you. That's on camera. That's on all the cameras. Appreciate you. Hey, we give credit. <laughs> yeah. Give credit while credit is due. Are you a dad? No. No? No. Do you want to have babies? Yes. Wow. How old are you? Yes. 43. <laughs> Am I right on the nose? No. I, okay, 36. Hold on. Let me pull the knife out of my chest. <laughs> I meant that as a compliment because if you were, I'd be like, you look great. You know, like, I just, I always kind of overshoot. <laughs> you look really young for a 43-year-old. You look great. <laughs> I tell people I'm 72. Yeah. I'm 36. Uh, I'm 35. See, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you, do, you look 35, but also you could be 43. That's the beauty of being a man. You guys all look fine. We, there's a threshold for a woman where we hit a certain age and we turn into fucking... You know, like we look like Bill Burr in a wig. Yeah. <laughs> we just we don't look quite right. Like we turn into witches. You guys are distinguished. It is unfortunate. Yeah. It's, I do feel for you. It's it's you know. Can you so imagine? I make, I make sure to date an older woman once every like six months. Just at a cha <laughs> cha charitable Charity? donation. Just dating a witch to the cougar seen? community. Ladies, guys, I still you think you're beautiful. Back, <laughs> if you want to give back to the cougar community. <laughs> Just bone one once every six months. You said is the is the time frame at least. Where there's when there's a new moon, find yourself an old cougar. <laughs> Where did you grow up? A uh, couple places, um, Queens, New York, originally. Are you a military quote unquote brat? Kind of. My dad was, he was in the Marines first, and then he became a doctor in the Navy. So was there pressure for you to follow his footsteps, or did you just want to because you admired him? He tried convincing me not to for years. Wow, why did he not want you to? I mean, for obvious reasons, it's dangerous, and uh, it takes you away from your family. Um, that was pretty much it, but he was the uh, director of medical services at Balboa Hospital yeah. in San Diego, and it was full of, ever since 2001, it was been full of, full of, full of blown-up Marines and SEALs. Oh, man. Guys, you know, that's where all our casualties go. Yep. Not all, but most. And so, like, he just didn't want to see his son be one of those casualties because he knows I'm an idiot. And you're breakable. He's like, damn it. I break. You are sensitive. Yes. You have porous bones. <laughs> and so he tried for years not to. And I was like, no, Pops, I'm, I'm, I know this is going to be the right thing. And then he was like, okay, uh, you sold me. What about your mom? My mom was like, oh, yeah. Just go do that for a few years, honey. Learn a few things. <laughs> really? Yeah. Go. You you need some discipline. Go for it, honey. Do it. Seriously, my mother was not like. She didn't care. Oh, you shouldn't. I don't think she was like. Go ahead. Yeah, wouldn't it be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> what did your mom do? Like, did she work? Uh, yeah. She she has been a librarian 
uh, her whole life and that's teacher. Interesting. I feel like that's one of those jobs that is just going to disappear at any moment. It already is. Like it's kids really are like sad. books. Yeah, I'm going to make a show about it just to like revive. You should the do like a little profession. a sketch about the librarian. Mm-hmm. Have you know like make it be a little sad. I don't know why I want it to be sad. Yeah, me neither. But like, when you think about it right now, can't you smell that all libraries smell the same, especially school libraries? It smells like dried semen and 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 Moby Dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It smells like literature. Robinson Crusoe. It smells like Huck Finn. <laughs> Huck Finn and Robinson Crusoe's balls. It smells like teenage taint <laughs> and Anna Green cables. <laughs> <laughs> where did you great places so you you grew up all over so brooklyn where else uh no queens queens you're definitely still a little residual high for sure yeah i am for sure, for sure. yeah queens um so queens long island chapel hill north carolina whoa yeah camp Lejeune, north carolina yep. yeah north carolina is an interesting spot it was, it was a great place to be a kid um because my dad was going to med school there so we were we would ride our bikes all over the college campus like every day. Yeah. That's, that's where we lived was on the college that's campus. That's pretty cool as a kid. Student family housing. It was super cool. You got to look at all the fresh honeys. All the uh, college honeys. Yeah. I was, it was weird. I was into boys back then. <laughs> um, but, and then it switched. But then when I got to college, I was like, what? These fucking chicks were there when I was 10? <laughs> what? I could have been fucking all these college chicks at 10 years old. <laughs> Do you think that can happen? Do you think people can switch back and forth between... Gay and straight? Yeah. I think she does it. (laughs) 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 He just pointed one of his, just totally outed one of his friends. I think I've seen that before. (laughs) I feel like, don't you think it'd be easier? Maybe it's just because I am one as a woman to sort of teeter on those lines, like cross that line a little bit. I feel like we're... Society allows us to be a little bit more in touch with our feminine side, and they're terrified when we're in touch with our masculine side. But I feel like we can sort of weave in and out of that. You guys, I feel like you get judged. Like you're gay, and that's it. You can't teeter. Bi? Yeah. There's no man that's bi. He's gay. But I don't. I think dudes can be bi too. I don't Are know. you bi? No, I'm. I'm <laughs> full blown gay. I fuck zero chicks. I try. I can't. Are you sure my, you're, you're my drinking an Arnold is, Palmer? Yeah. Out of a can. Are you sure you don't fuck any chicks? <laughs> with those fucking Bluetooth those, headphones you came in here with? With those delicate, <laughs> those delicate shin bones. With your, with your ankles snapping in high heels and your neon tank top. I've had that happen a couple times. Yeah. Definitely. That's why snapped. I don't wear heels anymore. Oh, fuck heels. I mean, it's just Over pointless. It. I don't want to look like a drunk pterodactyl. And then what, you know... <laughs> Like back in the day, a walk of shame happened a time or two. And then I got to, you know, improvise and look like I'm washing my shirt in some street river. Uh, no, I'm just doing laundry. This isn't the walk of shame. I'm just washing my underwear in a street pond. Every girl's been through that. <laughs> Where you're just like, no, I'm, this isn't what I wore last night. I'm just uh, doing laundry. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Dudes, you do have to do the walk of shame. You guys don't do walks of no, shame. No, we do strides of pride. Ah, yeah. That's Come the difference. On. I remember being in college yelling out of my frat house upper window <laughs> when chicks would walk by. <laughs> walk of shame! <laughs> and you know it's true. So much fun. You know it's true. Yeah. What frat were you in? A Sigma Nu. Uh, sounds fake. Yeah. Sigma Nu.
such a dichotomy for me to like the the idea that you men and women you're so tough and you take on these jobs that are so difficult some i mean not we guess we're so sensitive you're you're you are you're very sensitive but like words i cried yesterday. <laughs> don't call me a soldier like I, there's a, an enormous amount of pride within each branch of the military yeah. that i think is it's a very admirable characteristic because a lot of people don't have that pride in their everyday life time out time out tell me give me give me your hand right now okay you just low-key called out military guys for being such fucking sensitive bitches <laughs> <laughs> i did i did a little bit you tried to be subtle no i tried to be yeah I, they were what? like she's what? right you know you fucks <laughs> you know it what the fuck you call me i'm not a fucking soldier and then yeah. they like yelled what is uh, what is what's that <laughs> <laughs> no it's more like this <laughs> It sounds like Shrek Oh, no, no, no. Coming. That was the sound of him in the bathroom this morning. Excuse me. Right? Is that the, is that the Marine one? Yeah, that's more like... That's right. It's... And then Army is... Army's... Oh, yeah. My branch of the military is... Oh, yeah. That's the Japanese self-defense force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see if you know all the branches. Okay, what's the seals? Oh, uh, the seals? Yell. They're, they're, oh, what do the seals yell? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. Uh, do you know oh. what it is? <laughs> not like an actual seal. Oh, no? That's not what Navy seals do? I feel like it's it's got to be an uh. <laughs> it's got to be one of those variations. Okay, I, I, I love this. We're getting your interpretation of the, the noises, stereotypes, military stereotypes. Well, what Here do we you go. call those? What are those uh, chants? What do we call them? Uh, th- there's different things. There's cadences. Yeah. And are you just saying big words right chanting. now? No, cadence is like when you're running and you're like, I don't know what I've been told. I don't know what I've been told. Smelling feet is getting old. Smelling feet is getting old. That's the cadence. My name is Donnie and I like to day drink. <laughs> My name is Donnie and I like to day drink. Sometimes it makes me happy and forget to think. Sometimes it always makes me happy and I forget to think. <laughs> sound off, sound off, hi ho, hey ho, whore! <laughs> <laughs> What was That's the final sound bite. What was the the best ex, the best part of the military experience for you? Like what is something like when you're on your deathbed you're going to be thinking about? I didn't mean to go from such a funny moment to be like what are you going to think about when you're dying? No, trust, trust me, I think about that every day. Segway. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't? I I would say the comedy that we had in the shittiest of circumstances. Wow, that's a great answer yeah that's why i'm a f- i make military comedy that's such a great answer i that's honestly the thing that has saved me through my experience like with my father when he was sick and losing him was my sisters and i finding those moments that were the darkest moments we've ever been through and just something would happen and we would laugh until we were crying yeah but it's that's survival yeah those moments that's survival yeah 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 it's 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 a mechanism that's learned in boot camp because immediately it's so absurd and shitty. Yeah. Like right off the bat. Like the right only when you way get to, in. Yeah. The, the only way to deal with it <laughs> is to like, be serious. And then at the end of the night, you're like laughing about it in the bathroom <laughs> with your new boot camp friends. So when you get into boot camp, it's just like 
you're thrown in. Like it is full throttle right from off the, the get go. It's like I'm in a fucking movie. And so what are you expected to do on the first day when you get into boot camp in, in the military? Is it like a thousand push ups? Is it until you throw up? No. They strip you down naked and stuff you into a little box and make you incredibly uncomfortable. What? Yeah. They turn you into a Barbie doll? Yeah. They stuff you into a box? 60 of them. 60 Barbie dolls stuffed into a box. <gasps> are you serious? Yeah. What's the box? Is it a room? Is uh, this a metaphor? It's a. It's a literally a, it was a corner <laughs> of the bathroom. And then what happens? Uh, and they just, he just put us in that situation when we were brutally uncomfortable, right? Like all these dudes, like we were like, it was so stiff. Are you serious yeah. right now? Yeah, oh, totally serious. And because here's the thing, they have, they have to break you down. Right. right? So, so what better way to break someone down, to strip them naked and make them brutally uncomfortable? And is this a co-ed situation? I no. mean, as a woman, I know how to make someone uncomfortable and strip them down and break them down emotionally. <laughs> I kind of am a master at that. <laughs> Ask all my exes. Yeah. But like, is it men and women in this scenario? Naked? No. no. Okay. That's why the whole integration thing is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, that would be an, that would be a totally different yeah. I had fucking one situation. Dude. That's like tri Twister with a like a dinner party. I had a dude's cock in my ass. My cock was Tuesday. in a dude's ass. I was <laughs> leaning to the side, right, like not holding my body upright, and it was so tight I was not falling. And I had one a cock in my right hand and a cock in my left hand, and I didn't want any of it. But that's how tight we were stuffed <laughs> into this the fucking military thing. Military or like West Hollywood during Gay Pride? What well, was oh, oh shit! This was this was yesterday at the bathhouse <laughs> in West Hollywood. <laughs> so they really strip you naked, and then what? How then, long are you standing there? For? Oh, just just a couple seconds, and then they shame you, like wow. tell you what pieces of shit you are. Like you are nothing, pieces of shit, and the intent is to break you down and. A lot of us were, I was 25 when I went in and I knew exactly what I was getting into. And I'm like hysterically laughing this entire time. Like I'm just biting my lip and just, I'm just like looking around like, Jesus Christ, look at how uncomfortable some of these motherfuckers are. It's the funniest thing in the world to me. And immediately afterwards, I was just, when we have, you know, it was like 10 seconds or whatever. And then they're like, run. And I said to somebody, oh God, I felt so good. I busted like three times. <laughs> Did you guys have to run with your weenies out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. That imagery makes me laugh. Yeah. I don't know why. It just would just, it's, you know, like just Imagine this mechanism. Imagine what it's like experiencing this as a comedian. I, like, ca I can't. I can make film about this forever. Did they, did, I would imagine your officers and your superiors just, and I mean this as a compliment, you have a face that looks like it would get reprimanded often in the military. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you just have, cause you look happy, like you look funny. And I would yeah. imagine like they just <laughs> wanted to discipline you. Did you get disciplined often? Um, Not. Or were you not respectful? That often. Well, here's the thing. I grew up Catholic, so I knew how to fake it and hide shit. Right. Um, and. And also your father, I'm sure, prepared you a little bit. Both my parents did. Right. Um, So like I knew exactly what the fuck I was getting into. And. uh what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Edible is kicked in. Oh, no, flour. That's right. Animal cookies. <laughs> this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Maximum uh, two more times. Oh, it happens every day for me. Are you kidding me? And then I go into like a total panic spiral. I'm like, I've got early onset Alzheimer's. Uh. 
<laughs> like go into this pure panic, but you're, you know, you're, you're day drunk. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I never have, I, I never have 5% alcohol Th- those at are, 7.30 in the let morning. Let me, can I see what's in that? Yeah. Like, what do they put in this? Just all the, the healthy stuff I've been hoping to get into my body lately. I like, right? I'm on this health kick. I love that they. I really screwed the pooch with this fucking <laughs> processed Arnold Palmer. This doesn't look alcoholic at all. Like, I could totally just grab this during the morning and then it. Not it, even know. Not even know. That 5%. Wink, wink. Not even know there's alcohol in it. And be like, why am I such a good person? It says, please drink responsibly. Okay. You want me to drink this responsibly? It's 24 fluid ounces of alcohol. Arnold Palmer. We were uh, talking about your your experience in the military and how you were... I mean, essentially, we got along that path of the best and the worst experience. Oh, yeah. I would imagine the worst would, would be experiencing death and having uh, to be a part of that yeah i was fortunate none of my like really close sorry it's all good i was very fortunate none of my very close friends got smoked so i have the luxury of not having those demons i'm fortunate yeah. to have that um you know guys that i served with uh and guys that i knew uh got smoked and a lot of them blew their legs off uh but um but i i i don't want to you know act like I lost someone closer than I did. I right. didn't lose any close friends. And I know that creates a different type of pain. Yeah. And I acknowledge that. And so I don't want to, you know, be a bullshitter here. But, uh, yeah, that is definitely the, the shittiest part. It's just like, damn. It's like, it's like you can't, that, those are the moments when I, at least I, and I push the line all the time, I didn't joke. Right. So, yeah. That's, I can't imagine, like, being over there, like, just as an entertainer and talking with the men and women, they're so young. I can't imagine making that decision at 18 to give up all of my family time, all of that, and and devote myself, my pride, my, my individuality, all of my focus into defending the country. Cause I can't, like when I wake up in the morning, I don't even, I can't even handle like making a smoothie. Like that breaks me down. I'm like, what should I put in this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even have like the capability of waking up and like making myself a smoothie and making the decision to just fight for my country. I just, it takes a certain type of person to do that. That's, that's just a statement. It wasn't a question. An idiot. Why? Why do you say that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, because I'm a comedian. I, I know that's I don't true. mean it. <laughs> What, like, for Vet TV, is there, do you hope it helps we, vets? We know it does. How? From what people tell us. What, what, have, what have they said? Uh, um, thank you for this. Yeah. I needed this. I was in a dark place in my life. Uh, thank you. I needed to remember the best times of the military. Right. a lot of guys get out, and girls, they get out, and they have, they only remember the, the worst times. Right. And so that makes them not want to think about the military. Of course, at all. At all. A That's lot why of like a lot of Vietnam that. vets and, and older, they do not talk about it. Yeah. Because all the most powerful memories and emotions associated with their time in service are painful. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't, don't want to talk about it. I don't want to go there. Um, and so that, that exists for many people. And if we are able to make light of whatever serious things that – are causing them pain, like suicide, yeah. death, dismemberment, rules of war and engagement, sexual assault, um, all these really serious and shitty things. 
if we can make light of it, then we can get them to start to acknowledge some of those emotions and their past. And then that can turn into a very healthy thing. Absolutely. And like, uh, that's road to recovery. Yeah. Right there. People are so afraid. It really is first steps. And, you know, as a stand up, I tackle some serious shit in my stand up and and, in my material and, you know, rape, death and all those sort of things. And some people, the thing that I find interesting is when there are people who are triggered by jokes that I have or any other comedian who has had a heckler yell out in response to a joke or afterwards on Twitter blog or write something i feel that nine times out of ten the person who's affected by what they heard are affected because they haven't dealt with something in their own life that is linked to that subject like i remember i did this joke i was in like columbus ohio or something and i had a joke about rape you know everyone has a joke about rape now and uh because we're realizing hey it happens a lot and uh this woman was like that's not funny just yells it out from the back I'm like, bitch, no shit. I know it's not funny. It's rape. But did you listen to the rest of it? (laughs) The rest of it was kind of fun. The actual rape wasn't, but maybe the stuff afterwards? Also, I'm going to give you the number to my therapist. (laughs) It's it's such an interesting, you know, comedy is a delicate thing. I feel, especially when it's done that way, where you're actually tackling very fucking serious things. Like dismemberment? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I, I, like, how do you joke about that? It's, it's the, so the, the dudes that I know who have some decent dismemberment. <laughs> um, that should be a book title, Decent Dismemberment. That is actually really It's good. a really good. Somebody write it down. Um, they... Uh, their only way of dealing with it. They know no other way other than humor. Yeah. Because you can't take yourself too seriously. Um, <laughs> I, I, I started thinking of this as soon as you started saying that. Uh, when I was in Wounded Warrior Battalion, there was a guy, I don't remember his name. I'm pretty sure he was an EOD tech. Mm-hmm. And he had, lost, um, he had lost both his legs, most of one arm, and his hand was like really fucked up. Like he just had like a couple fingers. Like I, th- I think it actually was just those. Fuck. And <laughs> the dude's driving around in his wheelchair. And um, and I, I was told this story after the fact, mind you. Uh, oh, fuck. At a formation that I, I was at. I just didn't know this was going on. And his face wasn't shaved. And we're in Wounded War time. We're so expected to uphold the... Uh, you know, the, the, the image of the Marine Corps, right. right? Which is you clean shave every day. Yeah. And the guy's got like <laughs> patches of hair on his face and some first sergeant just like chewed him out for not having a shaved face. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> supposedly the guy, like he, he's telling the story to his buddy and he's like, yeah. So first sergeant's like, yeah, you need to get, a, you need to shave your fucking face. I don't want any excuses. And he said, I just looked at first sergeant. And I was like, <laughs> Roger that first sergeant. That's the shit that and makes then, me laugh. So. <laughs> and that's how you make it funny. 
Um, that's military. That that's so, dark military humor. Uh, I love I love dark humor so yeah. much. The darkest shit is so funny. I remember when we uh, like this was a couple weeks before my father had passed. He was in the hospital. And he wasn't communicating at all. He wasn't really responding to us at all. You know, we would talk to him. There was not even like, a, um, you know, an oral sound. There wasn't any eye movement, nothing. And it was his birthday. And so one of my sisters brought in a card. And it was one of those cards that when you open, it farts. It makes a noise and it was a fart. So you open it, it was like, and it just, each time you open it, it had like four different var- fart variations. And so she comes in and she opens a card and then <laughs> it just is like, and my dad starts laughing. Yes. And we laughed so hard. We're like, this motherfucker won't talk to us. <laughs> he won't even look at his own daughters, but he'll respond to a fart. It was, it was like, yeah, we were like, yes, he's still in there. <laughs> that shit is still the there. best, man. The, those, those little light moments in that dark. That's, that's everything. Oh my god! Tell me. Oh my god! I just something just hit me. Uh, Is it powerful. edible? No, <laughs> not the weed. Was it the Chiba Chew? <laughs> no, it was the flower. The flower. So, I have we did like sixty million hours of interviews yesterday, and um, we talked about a bunch of stuff. And one of the things that we talked about was the uh, connection that happens between two people when they realize they have the same sense of humor. Yeah. Because comedy is a game of risk. And uh, comedians who like to push the line, it's like, for me personally, I'm saying we, I'm like, no, actually, I'm speaking for myself. (laughs) Um, And and I think think a lot of the people that I know as well, it's like, we'll we'll push the line of comedy in the hopes that we can still get them to laugh. Yes, always. Like how uncomfortable, or, or to what degree of uncomfortability can I still get a laugh with? Mm-hmm. And if I can push that and then get that laugh out of that person, I feel a connection with them. Yeah. And so in that moment, you had a connection with your father through comedy. Yeah. And that's such a fucking powerful thing. It, it's, it's maybe the most powerful thing. And that's like what I'm saying to the, to the woman or people who get offended when they come out. The moment you get offended is an opportunity for growth within yourself because obviously it triggered an emotional reaction that's linked to some experience that you had or something deep rooted inside of you. I, you know, and I, I had, you know, I did these rape jokes again because I'm a glutton for punishment and I was in Detroit, Michigan. It's just this little bar show running, running my, my, uh, comedy. And these girls came up to me afterwards. They're like, we have some thoughts about your rape jokes. And I'm like, you know, one of my favorite things to do after my stand-up sets is to talk to every single audience member about their thoughts about my jokes. So please tell me. But I actually, I was like, I'll I'll hear you out. Oh, wow. I was like, I'll hear you out. And she was saying how offensive they were. And I was like, okay, why? I kept questioning. I'm like, well, why are they offensive? And she kept giving me these general statements. Well, you know, Mm -hmm. you're you're making light of something that's very serious. I was like, okay. Uh, why is it very serious? Well, it's not, you know, it's, 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 it's illegal and it's not right for a woman to be raped. And I was like, okay. And why isn't it right for a woman to be raped? Well, you know, you're invading her, 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 her right to safety and, and, and to be living without fear of anything. And I was like, okay, um, did this happen to you? And she was like, yes. And I was like, all right. And I get why you might be sensitive for my material about something that happened to you. But maybe, just maybe, 
it also happened to me. And that in those moments of trying to deal with it, I found something funny and I followed that because it felt better than staying in the moment that made me feel like fucking shit. Mm. And maybe you're still in that moment and I get that because I've been there. Most of the jokes that I have came from the moment that you're in right now. But just know that if you follow the light, the humor, the stuff that makes you feel good, you'll, you'll get further from that moment and you won't even remember what that feels like for the most part. It'll just be a memory. And right now you just have to follow the stuff that makes you feel better. It's a little scary, but try it. Plus farts are funny. And then I walked away. <laughs> Jesus. That's standing ovation shit right there. That was no, uh, I just, amazing. But you're doing the same thing for the military. Like I, I've looked on the internet after you reached out and we connected. I tried to find other stuff just because I always like to see like what else is out there when anyone reaches out and they have like a, a, a niche that they're working on. There's nothing else out there that's similar to what you're doing or even nearly is is um, well done. So you should feel proud about that. Military proud. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> um, it is, uh, I think... It is because uh, we approach this with a very serious intention. Yeah. Like our reasons for doing this is to, our mission is to recreate and parody the military experience uh, in a way that brings our community closer together. And is it cover, it covers all branches. Yeah. Yeah. And we are heavily Marine and Army focused now. Mm Mm-hmm. Excuse me, because that's the majority of our paying customers. Right. And those are the, have been the easiest customers to reach because we kind of started from an infantry, right. combat-centric group of guys. Um, but the, 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 the reason for this business's existence is to recreate the experience for everyone. Yes. So like every branch and every job done in the military whether it's a truck mechanic or administ- we have a show on administration another people would have no MPs. idea about the, all the jobs. There are so many military Tons. jobs that go across the spectrum of of danger and responsibility like there yeah. it's a whole city and village on each base totally it's wild it's a self-sustaining community yeah it is from from post office to combat it's so wild yep. that was one of the most eye-opening experiences and one of the, the most interesting aspects of it is like all the jobs that are uh, that are on a military base yeah yeah and so where um I just thought about this. Have you ever had your dad be a part of it? Is he still with us? Actually, yeah. Has he been on an episode? Actually, yeah. Yeah? (laughs) (laughs) And he was... You just blushed. Yeah, because he was a little... (laughs) little, My dad was made uncomfortable by it. And I'm very, very, very close with my father. Close with both my parents. Did you make him stand in a room naked next to a bunch of... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we casted Pops as extra number six. Marine extra six. Grab a dick, Dad. Each hand. Come on, make it real. Make it real. Pops, just come on. Just go with it. I know it's weird. Just, just come breathe. on. Just break. We gotta get the shot. <laughs> get back to that place, Pop. We won't tell Ma. Just fucking do it, please. Come She's on. Like, you should do it. It's good for you. You should go and do it. That was my impression of you and doing an impression of your mom. You should go and do it. You nailed it. The better, actually. You cast me as my mother. You really did have your dad be a part of it? Yeah, so it was, one of, it was actually the first video. No! The first video, a first woman to graduate IOC discovered to have penis. That was the title <laughs> of the video. You should show it. 
and um, <laughs> yeah, you sent it to me. It was, well, we can find a way to put it on. Sure, we could. If we I'll could put do it, it on Instagram. I bet I, you're you're. If you appreciate comedy. It's, it's highly I, irreverent I humor. Do. I do. <laughs> Your audience, I think they get a kick out of it. Yeah. Um, it was the first thing I ever did. It was actually, I was, I did a tryout for this um, this veteran blog called Duffel Blog. Yeah. And I used this Duffel Blog thing. They're great. They're it's a, it's amazing. It's a great name. And I wanted to be a part of them because they're comedy writers. It's like The Onion, but for the military. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So brilliant. And, um, by the way, that was a big free plug for them. Yeah, free plug, duffel bug, plug. <laughs> Come on, bug, guys. Duffel bug, bag. We're, let's work, work with us now, please, guys. <laughs> duffel okay. bug, blog. I, I love you and support you guys. <laughs> I can't work with say us. It. <laughs> yeah, work with them. What the what the f? Duffel blogs. Jesus. <laughs> um, so I I did my tryout for them and they never responded, and so I took my little five hundred word tryout of a little satirical blog post about right. well, the first woman to graduate infantry officer course was discovered to have a penis. Yeah. And I, <laughs> um, I, I channeled that into a script that I wrote and then filmed and produced. And my dad played the role of the colonel. That's amazing. Yeah, he, 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 he has the look perfectly and he has the act because he was an infantry officer. And, um, it was, this became this like hilarious beloved character. <laughs> And my dad, people recognized my dad at the hospital that he worked. He was the director of medical services at oh, in a very serious role. He was a captain in the Navy, 06. And, um, or no, 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 I'm sorry. He was out. I'm sorry. He was out, right. but he was still working at the hospital. So that's right. He retired and he was still working there. Yeah. And so he started getting recognized <laughs> by people at the hospital for being in his son's stupid video that happened to go viral <laughs> that then led to the creation of veteran television. <laughs> so that's essentially, that was the seed. That was, um, yeah, One of kind them. of. Isn't that I, interesting? It was something that you tried out for a site that didn't necessarily work work out. Mm -hmm. And then you rallied it and you're like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to take oh, yeah. this idea and create something. That's like, that's, there are two types of people. There are people who would see that as a failure. I'm like, ah, fuck it. It's not going to work out. You saw an opportunity and then you just found a way to make it work for yourself. And now you've got your thing up and running. That's Ob impressive. Obstacles are just times to be creative yeah they are absolutely that I also sound them. like such a stoner sentence <laughs> obstacles are times to be creative okay <laughs> oh, you're a delight man where can my people find you i'm owning it right now <laughs> you are tell them where they can find vet tv okay. tell them where they can find you give them all the info okay so you go to the apple app or the um Google the Android app mm -hmm. or Roku and just type in Vet TV Veteran Television and you can download the app and then you check out there we have some content for free that's like hey watch this if you dig it like the first episode of our shows we've got like 10 or 11 shows now like main scripted television shows yep and then a whole bunch of other nonfiction content and other stuff that we curate from the veteran community uh, but it, we we focus on scripted uh, television yes uh, shows that recreate the military experience. So, VeteranTV.tv if you don't have the app. VeteranTV.tv or just download the app in the App Store. And where can they find you? Um, Donnie O'Malley, all over social media. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. And where can they find your dad? <laughs> um, one, seven, six, eight, three. People will show Matinal Road. <laughs> <clears throat> You've been a fucking delight, man. Ma, can you get a pass? <laughs> Ma, you should go ahead. Give, You'll be fine. Give You'll Pops be a pass. fine. <laughs> Donnie O'Malley, everybody. You're a fucking delight, Thank man. Thank you that for having great. me. Very, Thank you. very grateful. 
Thank you.